Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. It is Monday morning, and we are looking for some wisdom, some encouragement to start the week from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. Today we are looking at Psalms 61 and 62. Uh, 61 being only 11 verses, uh, so it just makes sense to combine it with 62. Plus, they both are going along the same theme. And in these two psalms, David is talking about how God is his rock. And when we think of a big boulder, giant rock wall, we think of something that is sturdy. It's unmovable. It's heavy. It's a a refuge. It's a firm foundation. And this is the idea that David is trying to get across to us that, you know, as an example, verse 8 says, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And we're living in a time when we're being tested. And maybe God is waiting to see, is there Are the people going to trust me? Are my people going to trust me in the midst of the madness? Or are they going to wait upon me? Are they going to view me as their rock and their salvation and their defense? And so that's what I think we should be thinking about this morning as we look at 61 and 62, and then of course we'll look at Proverbs 11 uh, for some wisdom for the week. Real quick, the website is scriptureandprophecy.com, scriptureandprophecy.com, that's where you go to support this work, that's how this happens week in and week out for the last five to six years, and it uh, I never imagined that this would be what my purpose in life was and I'm very very grateful for the opportunity to do it and it's it's my good pleasure and it's my good privilege so thank you for helping me make it possible scriptureandprophecy.com all right let's begin king james bible psalm 61 and 62 i'm just going to come read them together and may you be blessed first one Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows, thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever that, th- that I may daily perform my vows. Psalm 62 
Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain of all you, as a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. Two things I want to just reiterate before we move on to the proverb for today. Twice in this song, in this psalm, he says that God is my rock and I shall not be moved. God is my rock and I shall not be moved. In verse 2, he says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Why? Because he's putting his trust in God. Verse 5 and 6, again, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be moved. And then last, he says, Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. There is a principle of you reap what you sow. Right? He says, Mercy belongs to God. And he renders mercy to those based on their work. And I would argue that that work is mercy itself. Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Any opportunity that you have to extend mercy to another human being, do it. Do it. Because what returns is God's mercy towards us, which all of us are in desperate, desperate need of. All right, let's read Proverb 11. Verse 1. A false balance 
is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressor shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. I like that verse. Because all, the, all these people with money, with millions and billions of dollars who are committing all this wickedness and all this evil, the day of wrath is coming, and on all the riches in the world will not save them from it. They will not be able to buy their way out of God's judgment. They're going to reap all the wickedness that they've sown. It's all going to come back on their own heads. They're going to fall into their own pits. The ditches and the snares that they've set for us, they will find themselves in. Let's continue. Verse 5. The righteous of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteous of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. There's two verses right there in a row talking about how they're going to be caught up in their own thing. This very thing that they're trying to do to others, they're going to find themselves in. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of an unjust man perishes. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. How many cities in America right now are being overthrown by the mouth of the wicked? Wicked people are in charge. And look what's happening. These cities are burning to the ground. Verse 12. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Let me just put that in plain English. A gossiper. A gossiper is always telling the secrets, but a righteous person, a faithful person, keeps their mouth closed. Verse 14. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it, and he that hateth suretyship sure sure is sure. A gracious woman retaineth honor, and a strong man retain riches. The merciful man doeth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. That goes right along with what I was talking about at the end of the psalm. Blessed are the merciful, those who show mercy will be shown mercy. God extends mercy based on your work. Right here, the merciful man doeth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. 
As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. They that are of a froward heart are an abomination to the Lord, but such as are upright in their way are his delight. In other words, those who have a perverse heart, they're an abomination. 21. Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of righteous shall be delivered. I like that verse. Though hand join in hand, the wicked will not be unpunished. It's saying even though they come together to do their wickedness, right? Do we not see this? Do not see all these industries joining hands to commit evil, to commit lies and deception. It's all coming down. It's all coming down on their heads. But the seed of the righteous will be delivered. Verse 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall water also himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessings shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Again, there's that principle in the Bible that those who are doing wicked, it's all going to, that very wicked thing is going to be their end. Verse 28, he that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more than the wicked and the sinner. That is the end of our reading for this morning to start the week off. I hope that that's been a huge encouragement to you. I hope that we would all just view God as our rock and stop being so easily moved. We do not need to fear the news reports or the wicked. Yes, we are surrounded by the wicked on every side, but what power do they truly have if we are strengthening ourselves in the Lord? If we are truly grasping God as our rock, and truly, not just as an intellectual knowledge, but a heart knowledge, where we actually believe in our deepest parts of our soul that God is our refuge and our strength and that we can trust Him. That's the type of faith that God honors. May that be the faith that we all have this morning. Thank you for listening. Again, thank you for providing me this platform and opportunity. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.